today on the Tearsheet Podcast. For us, it's a new market opportunity with digital first customers, which is uh, terrific uh, versus our traditional commercial clients that are more hands-on and then really allows us to leverage our technology strategy, which is cloud-based, API-ready uh, uh, core system. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. We've been talking for a long time about big tech's move into finance and banking. We've seen Apple's launch of a credit card, Amazon and Shopify's lending to merchants, and Facebook move deeper into payments on its messaging apps. News hit this week that gave us more insight into Google's moves in banking. The company is launching Plex accounts, smarter and simpler bank accounts within a redesigned Google Pay app. Google isn't becoming a bank. These accounts are launched in collaboration with chartered banks like Citi and BBVA. Seattle Bank also landed a partnership with Google. The sub $1 billion community bank in the Pacific Northwest will also work with Google to launch a Plex account. I spoke with John Blizzard, Seattle Bank's president and CEO, about the move and what it means for a community bank. We discussed if other small firms can and will replicate these types of partnerships with big tech. John shares his vision for the future of small banks and technology. John Blizzard is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. So I'm John Blizzard, President and CEO of Seattle Bank. Been there six years, and we are a boutique bank based in Seattle with one location and predominantly serve uh, commercial clients and private banking clients. All within the Seattle area? Uh, yeah, the Puget Sound area. Yep. Okay. And um, there's some big news here. Uh, Seattle Bank is one of the leading financial institutions collaborating with Google on the new Plex accounts that we've been reading about, huh? Yeah, absolutely. We're very excited about it. And uh, for us, it's it's great because we really did this for three reasons. And uh, that was to offer, you know, uh, the best product we can in the market. And um, we, we don't try to be all things to all people, but when we do enter a niche or a market area, we want to offer the very best products or services. So it enabled us to do that. Um, for us, it's a new market opportunity with digital first customers which is uh, terrific uh, versus our traditional commercial clients that are more hands-on and then really allows us to leverage our technology strategy, which is cloud-based, API-ready uh, uh, core system. So, John, can you take us, I guess, a st I know it's hard to talk about Google, and we, we won't. Uh, we'll try our best not to. Um, but can you take us, I guess, back internally at Seattle Bank at the institutional level, what, what conversations are happening before the Google Pay um, you know, opportunity may have popped up. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, this was our tech strategy had been in the works for years and we had learned early on uh, and, and maybe naively. So from my standpoint, say five years ago, six years ago, when we tried to do new fintech oriented type stuff for our clients there where we could really add cool value or experiences, we learned pretty quickly. You actually can't do much of that uh, with traditional bank legacy technology. It's very difficult. Um, and the way the systems and the uh, the vendors are all set up, or just no no good alignment there. And so we decided over a couple of, uh, couple year period that ultimately we needed to change our core system mm -hmm. and and regain control of our tech stack. And so for us, that meant making the change to a new core provider and a new system. And so that we moved to Finastra, mm -hmm. which is cloud based core. And so this was all in the works before Google even showed up on the map, right? And so um, it was all about taking control of our tech stack so we could deliver cool, neat experiences to our customers and, and maintain uh, relevancy um, 
and drive value to our customers. So for us, we did a core conversion that uh, we finished earlier this year. There's probably less than 50 banks in the country in a year that will do a conversion Yeah. Uh, because it is the hardest thing you can do in banking. It's by far harder than an IPO or an M&A deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, and that's why banks, there are lots of reasons banks don't do it, even though they're, they can be highly frustrated with their legacy core providers. Um, it is very, very challenging. So we were in the midst of that when we uh, interacted with Google and uh, it's just one example of the kind of things we can do with the right technology stack and then collaborate and partner with the right the right groups. So in our case, it's Finaster, who's our core provider, um, is very strong alignment with us and they're very big proponents of open banking. And so they support us in this uh, collaboration with Google. So it's pretty cool for a bank. Yeah. You know, one location, 60 employees, um, that that we can do something like this. This is wild. So, so Google, um, your interaction with Google will now make Seattle Bank banking account available nationwide. Is that true? Uh, we're pretty much focused on the Northwest initially. Okay. Uh, not that we wouldn't expand that, uh, but initially we're pretty focused on the the our uh, region, our community. Mm-hmm. I got it. And, and so I, I just, I guess I want to take the opposite questioning and um, being, being cloud enabled. Um, and, and as you talk about that open architecture, are you, has there been work at Seattle bank to bring in other best of breed um, fintechs, I guess, into your accounts, into your um, customer experience so far? Yeah, we have looked at uh, dozens and dozens of different services and fintechs uh, over the years, and we've looked at embedding them. We've looked at uh, acquiring fintechs, uh, investing mm-hmm. in fintechs to drive more value to our customers. A large portion of the fin, and we are huge fans of the innovators and entrepreneurs in the space. Uh, we, we really think banking can just be better and a lot of great things happening there. But realize it's pretty hard. A lot of the folks, uh, a lot of the fintechs are not mature enough really to have a, um, to embed in your banking experience yet, uh, mm-hmm. given the security concerns, uh, the viability concerns when you look at your vendor management uh, programs says, hey, you want to make sure somebody's uh, not going to be, uh, they're losing money and you don't want them to go out of business middle of them providing services to your customers. So it's actually a pretty tricky thing to do. Um, we have our, uh, our core system or our digital, uh, provider on the front end was a company called Malazai and they were mm-hmm. acquired by Finastra, uh, which worked out really well to our advantage. So we're working, uh, closely with, with Finastra to upgrade that digital experience for, you know, our traditional clientele, that is a much more complex um, digital experience, if you will, mm-hmm. than like the Plex accounts. Uh, so the, the what we have for our commercial and private banking clients, uh, you know, is set up for companies and uh, entitlements and a wide variety of things. So a little different use case there, but um, yeah, we're, we've got a good alignment there to do it. Uh, but upgrading and embedding new features services is is really hard um, to do on a regular basis in in banking it's getting better i think but mm-hmm. um, the the key thing is having a core provider that will is in alignment with you to do that so it definitely sounds like you're set up to to do that in the future what what's it been like to be um you know a, a small community bank sub 1 billion um what kind of pressures have you felt over the last few years it sounds like you were already embarking on this um, technology journey, but w- where did that pressure come from? If there was pressure, 
Well, you, you, you've, uh, if you've been in the industry or, or looking at the industry, you've seen the commoditization, which is uh, significant over the last 20 years, right? And uh, just look at the number of banks in the country, uh, particularly community banks, and how that has shrunk. Just in our county alone, in uh, where Seattle is located, and this probably would be similar to other areas, uh, you know, we had, um, you know, 22 banks chartered in our county. I think it's like six now, five mm -hmm. or six. And, uh, uh, you know, that was from you know, mid 2000, like 2005 or something um, to, to today. Um, you see that at the state level as well. Um, just way less community banks because, uh, you know, it's a commoditizing industry and you've got to find ways to safely run your bank and to make a, make a profit um, and uh, serve your clients. So, um, and community banks are incredibly entrepreneurial. They typically have been entrepreneurial on the credit side you know, mm -hmm. whether you're an ag bank or you're, you know, doing leasing or whatever it might be, banks have, community banks have typically been very um, entrepreneurial in that area and innovative. And now it really is really critical. They get innovative on the, the digital um, side of, on the deposit side. Do you think you'll start seeing more of your peers strike deals with, with big technology companies like, like a Google? Well, I think yeah, big tech is doing has different strategies for the space, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I think you will see more and more types of collaboration uh, between uh, tech tech firms and community banks. I'm a huge proponent of community banks. I think it's critical that uh, we find ways to partner with with big players to do unique things for clients. And uh, you know, this is great that Google is doing this. And. Um I guess part of the strategy you mentioned, you were already you had already undergone a core, like a uh, you know swapping out for a new core, which sounds like the world's most painful experience. The way you're, you're describing it, um, are are there other strategies that you have that you're using for for expansion within the region, beyond the beyond the Google relationship? Yeah, we do have some things we've had in uh, kind of skunk works for a while uh, that we're looking at, at doing that we're uh, I can't really talk about, which is unfortunate. But um, yeah, so we've we've had, uh, you know, ideas and, and things have been meriting for some time that really are, are required to be on this kind of technology. So mm -hmm. we're going to be embarking on those, um, you know, over the in the future here. Um, so that's why we like to think, uh, well, this, uh, you know, Google. Uh, Seattle Bank is is super awesome, and and we think it's going to be really a game changer. You know, we have other ways we think we can deliver value to clients um, through use of technology, and um, and that's kind of that's kind of exciting. Awesome! I'd be excited to hear about those when you're able to talk about them. Um, what 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 would you, do you wish you would have known before you started the the core upgrade um, that you know now? Like what what I guess. In retrospect, what is there something you would have done differently in the process? Uh, probably would have started it sooner. Mm -hmm. um, you know, really, and I guess maybe just back up from there, really figuring out your technology strategy to serve your clients in a digital world, right? What does that look like? And we have been working on it for some time. And um, while we've made the change, it would have been great to do that a year earlier. And um, you know that would enabled um, enabled us to do things sooner. So that probably is the is the biggest thing. Um, you know, it's really about yeah gaining control. Your point of control. Uh, the way to think about it actually is <clears throat> in the past these core systems, which is kind of the guts of a banking uh, tech stack. 
they usually just impact the back office. You know, this was all back office stuff that didn't impact the customer, mm -hmm. uh, you know, until we got into digital banking, right? And uh, the last 10, 15 years, now that's become front and center. And uh, that, that core infrastructure is just really impacting your ability to do things for your clients. Um, and today, most banks are buying what their vendors sell them. They're not really innovating new things for their for their customers right on the on the front end digital side where the fintechs are doing all sorts of cool stuff and so obviously there's a lot of partnering going on that on out there um which which is cool that that's difficult to do as well but um yeah um there's just a lot of opportunity to improve the client's experience and data is one of those right mm -hmm. what about um one of the concerns we've heard from banks both big and small here on the podcast has been, you know, doing a deal like a, a Google deal or any type of deal that um, partners with another partner on the front end, that banks run the risk of relegating themselves to being, you know, dumb pipes is the term that I've heard batted around. Um, how, how do you think about that? Um, was that a concern? How, is that, are, are you embarking on two strategies, like a front end strategy and kind of a partnership strategy? Like, can you take us through, I guess, your, your thought process around that? Um, <clears throat> I, I would say our strategy is pretty simple. It's like, how do we drive as much value to clients as possible mm -hmm. and continue to do that? So it's not a one and done and you got to be continuously innovating. You got to continuously collaborate with the best, strongest partners out there. What we don't want to do is have a bunch of start and stops mm -hmm. where we partner, uh, you know, on, on a few things that are not viable and that wastes our resources and we don't deliver for our customers. We think if we move fast, but pick the right um, collaborations, the right partnerships, et cetera, um, that, uh, and then we keep moving fast, um, that that will be, that'll be the difference. If we're delivering to customers, we're less concerned about being the dumb pipes. Um, the reality is you better be driving value or you will become You'll the be dumb, dumb pipes, pipe right? anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's happening anyway. So recognize you're in a commoditized industry that has a lot of cool innovation finally happening. So take that innovation and, uh, you know, and, and create a niche. And I think that's, um, that's an opportunity for community banks and credit unions is to have more of a niche. Interesting. It's, and, um, from a community bank level, do you view challenger banks as substitutes or as competitors to what you guys do? Um, we, we love the innovation that's going on in that space. And, um, you know, I think it's pushing the rest of the industry. And so we, we generally just see the big banks as our competitors for the most part, they have massive share, mm -hmm. <clears throat> right. And, um, so that's, that's, uh, uh, otherwise we're huge proponents of the community banks. Great to see the challenger banks, uh, making the progress they're making. But, uh, you know, if you just, just look at the scope and scale of the big banks, there's ample volume there of, of clients that can be better served by a lot of the community banks and, and challenger banks out there. So that's kind of how we look at it. We don't, we don't ever really worry about from a competitive standpoint, um, community banks, um, you know, challenger banks, I think have, have done a nice job in some, in some cases. And, uh, but in general, we don't walk around thinking of them as competition. We think of the biggest banks that, that um, really have a tremendous number of clients. So I get that, but do you see defections from customers to challenger banks or they typically defect to, to the big banks, the money centers? I would say we, we've not seen defections. Uh, either way, we get almost, we probably get 90% of our new clients, uh, if not the even other way. 
the other way from big banks. Yeah. We're a net we're a net grower of business. So our boutique bank has been a very fast growing business for us. Um, even aside from kind of this new technology stuff we're doing. So, uh, but we, we have a niche, right? Uh, uh, folks that have complexity and value have a, uh, they value service a lot in our private bank. And, but that's a, that's a niche for us, right? So right. On the credit side on the deposit side, that works very well. We're very strong. We're very well capitalized. We're profitable. We have very strong credit risk. Um, so those are all the things you want to have, um, you know, as you, as you innovate in banking, right? We're a risk management company, number one, and we want to keep that front and center, you know, in all the things that we do. And if we do that, then opportunities pop up all around us. So I think you, you differentiate in the beginning of the call between sort of the account structure that um, on the Googleplex accounts, which sounds like straight ahead bank account versus the boutique like you said, white glove service that you give to to your clients. Is there a digital component to the boutique part of the bank? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're, we're like a lot of banks will say we're we're high uh, high tech, high touch in mm -hmm. uh, in the boutique bank. Um, but that is a broader set of uh, you know um, services than would be in the the new in the Plex account, which is very cons is consumer right. It's consumer mm -hmm. oriented. So we're we're typically working with businesses or. Mm -hmm. Maybe folks that have uh, complexity, even though at the individual level, that's even that's more like a business. Mm -hmm. So that's what's great for us. We get to go after a whole new digital-first market, and right. um, you know, it's it's uh, a big opportunity for us to bring in new clients to the bank and uh, do it in an efficient way and do it through a digital, you know, digital-first approach. Um, so that that's how we're looking at leverage our strategy and. Um, yeah, and 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 deliver the best in in the in the industry. That's what we're always looking. Hey, if we're going to do something, let's try to be the absolute best we can be and drive real value to customers. And so that's how that. we're we're viewing this partnership. So, John, we'd like to end the, our interviews with, I guess, a look forward. Um, you know, the, the Googleplex accounts are launching sometime in 2021. Um, what what are your biggest priorities as a leader of Seattle Bank looking out into next year? Um, they, well, certainly delivering the <clears throat> delivering on the Plex accounts uh, and getting that uh, getting that to market will be key. Uh, that'll be one of our goals for the for the for the year. We really have three different business lines, and we'll be looking to grow in all three of those. This one falls in our kind of fintech business line. We have our boutique bank, and then we have an, an asset management uh, business. Um, and all three of those are growing rapidly and have huge opportunities. So we're we're going to look to execute in all three of those areas. And uh, you know, super excited about the the Google Plex account. Uh, you know, the the Plex account by Seattle Bank it will be just a really neat, cool initiative. But it's one of uh, quite a few we have for 2021. It's it it should be a very big year for Seattle Bank. John, great to talk to you on the Tearsheet Podcast. Great, thanks, Zach. Appreciate it.